Welcome to the Double Deuce Podcast, an amazing show that lasts only 22 minutes and is for you, the listener. So soak it up. So here are your two big beer hosts, Will Averill and Nelson. Hey, Will, hit the timer. And we're in. Double Deuce. This is the deuce that keeps on giving. It's the one, not one, but two. Double your fun. Double uh, Tonight, triple your fun and triple your pleasure. With the double deuce with special guest Malia Stockholm. Hi guys. This is hey. now Malia. You were saying before we started, this is not only your first time on Double Deuce, but it's also the first time I've ever been on a podcast. That's right. Wow. I'm so excited. You can't tell by the tone of my voice, but I'm a little bit nervous. <laughs> You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. I mean, we've done like 400 of these, and we haven't gotten any better. <laughs> So, marginally you know, better. marginally better. I was telling somebody actually about the last episodes where we were just basically like talking at the as top speed. The first two episodes we recorded, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. Yeah. And so we're just like, hi, we're, 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 we've got a podcast and it's a really good podcast and you're really going to like it, I think. And it was a shit show. So embarrassing. And then you yeah. listen to it and you're like, oh no, I'm yeah. firing myself. Yeah, over this. <laughs> exactly. <Okay>. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so they got buried. We we might let them out at some point. We're thinking for about using them sometime here as a special something. Maybe not releasing them as whole, but listening to them and maybe like talking about it, throwing in some Oh, how far we've come. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, maybe one or two for the folks on Patreon. So if you haven't signed up for our Patreon, that would be a perfect time. You can get those special episodes where we sound like absolute assholes. Mm. Not like now, where we sound like more refined assholes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I did that. I did the plug early, man. I'm impressed. It was actually really seamless. Thank you. Thank you. you, That's one thing that 400 episodes will do is... (laughs) Well, Maybe. 377. Oh, sorry, 377. Uh, speaking of, 400 is probably our next live one, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so you got that to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. You've you've never been to a live show, but they're they're a lot of fun. We invite um we invite everybody, and then like fifteen people show up, and then they all come up and talk, and we have just kind of a a good group time, good little hoot nanny. Um, but now that you're part, now that you're a member, a guest, uh, part of the Double Deuce family, uh, you're on the standing invite list. Should you ever ever decide they're at RPG in the basement in the boardroom, which uh, RPG, uh, they're 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 great to us. We love them. Go down to RPG, get uh, all of their their food items, even that that cauliflower that pretends to be chicken in the General Tso's cauliflower. My chicken. favorite bite of food. I love that. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I have I have dreams about that that mm. that gluten free fried cauliflower thing. Yeah. That's okay. right, because you, you don't like the glutes. I do not like the glutes. Your well, glu- what I should say is uh, the glutes do not like me. <laughs> you have no yeah. say. I have yeah. no say. No, no, indeed, man. Yeah. Is, uh, do you have any since since yeah, I I, I had totally forgotten and, and now that we're we're here in the moment though I, I feel like um, do you have any gluten hacks like Lawrence mm. gluten hacks places in Lawrence that are that are or things in Lawrence that are good for places for people? that are surprisingly um, careful Henry T's Lawrence mm-hmm. remarkable mm-hmm. Uh, they even have like a fryer and they they are it it's wonderful and they work really hard to get it right so I appreciate that. Jay Wilson's has a gluten-free pancake at brunch. 
What? Uh-huh. But a pancake's almost all gluten. I know. It's very special. That's wild. And you know, it's funny. I'm not really a sweets person at, at brunch, and so like, I don't order it often, e- yeah. if at all. Like, maybe my kid will have it or something, and then I can kind of eat off of it. But just knowing that they have it makes me want to get <laughs> Even though I end up getting eggs or whatever, but right. just because I know you have it makes me so happy. Ah, uh, nice, yes. nice. Yes. Jay Wilson's, we should get them to sponsor the podcast. Yes. Home of the gluten-free pancake. Home of the gluten-free pancake. Yeah. I wonder if they still have it. For a while, they had this little, like, like a, like a brand. Right. Like, that they would, like, burn their logo, like, on the, <laughs> on the pancake. It was rad. It was, like, it just made it feel so special and fancy. <laughs> For some reason, I'm having flashbacks to that Sesame Street XO branding cowboy. Yes. Do you remember that sketch? Where, yes. like, the cowboy that branded things X, X, and he'd go around, and then somebody's finally like, what about O? And he's like, okay. okay. And then becomes the cowboy who only brands with O's. <laughs> I was just picturing like the sous chefs holding the pancakes down so the chef can get the pancakes. <laughs> the pancakes screaming <laughs> like, like the gingerbread man and Shrek. No, oh, don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't brand me, Mister Chef! Don't brand me! I feel like I have to like put a disclaimer anytime anybody asks me about branding free stuff. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Because I feel like I have to be like. Just talk to your doctor before you blah, 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 because like I'm afraid that I'm gonna be like yes it's so good and then somebody's gonna go and get sick and be like well but Leah said it was fine yeah so yeah. you know be responsible talk to your servers but uh, I've had really good luck. So, uh, disclaimer, those of you who are listening, if you don't like anything that Malia suggested here, well, that's your own fucking problem. It's good. It's good. It's your spicy beef gals on Twitter. Yeah, that's our lawyer. (laughs) You can sue him instead of us. That's what lawyers are for. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, we, I don't think his services have gotten any larger because of our endorsements. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's really, yeah, yeah. Someday. So Malia, yeah. Malia, 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 you know, there's so many reasons to have you on a podcast, but I feel like the, the, the one that I, I used to tempt you into coming, uh, was, uh, your book, the, yeah. the first, the first book, yes. you've got another book that I'm working on that yeah. you're working on, but tell us like the first book, the productivity spectrum. Yes. Well, which I read and was a yeah. wonderful read. Um, and a wonderful and easy read. That's what I was hoping for. Yes, yes. Uh, is, uh, is a way to, to help people uh, like me who have the best intentions, but uh, minds that go everywhere and uh, trouble finishing things. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. The, I think my whole purpose for putting that together was I've been helping people manage their time, manage their workload, manage their energy for years. And I would see them time and time again. They would buy some book or they would follow some influencer or they would download some app. And and the promise that that shit would make is like, follow these five things, do these five steps, and it's going to change your life. And then people would try and they would fail and they would hate themselves even more, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And so these people would come to me and they would say, why isn't this working? And then we would talk about their lives and we would realize together that trying to be like someone else isn't helpful, right? Like you have to figure out what is in your way and how you make it better for you. And so I, I've had a lot of friends and and I have taught right out of the book with all the little, the little like workshops and calendars and all the things and they, I have seen it work for people, but too many people were frustrated. And so I just kind of took every idea that we had and, 
brought them together in hopes that it kind of came from a judgment-free zone. Yeah. You know, like it doesn't, yeah. Matter, it doesn't matter where you are, and it doesn't matter what you need. Right. Which is the other thing that I think, and I'm, I'm curious to talk to you a little bit about the chaos spectrum, because buy the book if you want to know the model, everybody, but, but this idea that, like, everybody has a, a tolerance for a certain amount of chaos mm-hmm. in their life. Mm-hmm. And what we are told is that chaos is the enemy of productivity, right? That like, you got to clean your desk. You got to get in order. You got to make a list. And there are people who cannot function like that. Like they yeah. need more chaos yeah. in their lives. And so I actually have some strategies in there to like actually help you kind of create some chaos. If you're feeling, you know, confined by that right right uh, and i actually think i need a little bit more chaos than than some and yeah. maybe that's why i felt kind of kindred to those people who were frustrated by that i mean i love my list don't get me wrong mm. but i hate silence i what i would take if i had to take a test in silence i would funk it right uh, my best work happens in kind of noisy clattery places mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. seems foreign to people but it works for me yeah and so if i know i need to be productive i have to go somewhere noisy yeah right? yeah and that's yeah. It's kind of counterproductive according to so many things mm-hmm. but for me it's actually the most yeah, well, there you go. Mm-hmm. So what I love about it is, first of all, um, it, it is written in a really kind of informal style. So um, it's not one of those, uh, like, I, I got some some book on procrastination about eating frogs. And I, it was an audio book. And it was like this dude with a German accent talking about eat the biggest frog first. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> this is uh, dumb. And like, like advice like frog prison. Well, I know. <laughs> like <laughs> Froggy frog world, man. Um, but like. Like, get, get up and eat a piece of fruit. You will feel better. And said, sit down and bark. And I was like, ah, ah. And this is less sort of prescriptive methods and more sort of, here are some ideas. Here are some things that, you know, I've tried and that have worked for me. Um, and it's all done in a very sort of, it felt like you were sitting next to me kind of just kind of talking, having a Thank chat, you, you know. And I, and, I, and I think that that was one of the things I loved about it because, um, you know, uh, people who were just – joining the Malia Stockholm world may not know this, but Malia is one of the most positive people I've ever had the pleasure of, of knowing. Um, even, you know, she, she's gotten us through some real chaotic situations uh, and times um, in, in sheer buoyancy. And I appreciate that about you. And I think it's, uh, it comes through in this book. So if you want to make yourself happy and productive, both, you can do that. Yeah. yeah. What's the book? What's the title again? The Productivity Spectrum. Yeah, yeah. And it's available on, uh, well, hopefully, the, does the Raven have it at this point? So, actually, I would love to talk about this a little bit. Because yeah. I, I tried to get it at the Raven, and their rules about having your books available on Amazon are keeping me from being able to sell Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, man. I use the the Amazon direct to print right. function. Right, right. And you can do that through some other vendors, but the service that I was using, we did it through Amazon. Most industry literature is found on Amazon, so... I went through their whole, like, there's an application process online, and I'm going through that, and they're like, uh, we are super anti-Amazon, which I appreciate wholeheartedly. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I'm, it's, I feel like such a hypocrite, because I'm like, I love the Raven, and I really don't love the monopoly that, that, that Amazon has put on the small, on, on the publishing world. Right. But it's also really hard mm-hmm. to have. Because of that monopoly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> right. As a self-publisher, too. Like, yeah. this is, this is, and the crazy thing is, I had this conversation with um, somebody uh, I know who actually published through 
I think it was Random House. His first mm. book, he had written for, uh, he played in the NBA and he had written uh, like a column for a newspaper and then it got turned into a book. And he that was like 10 years ago. And he um, is still hasn't made a cent off of the book because like you have to make your advance back and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They control if he wants to like, if he gives a Ted talk and he wants to sell his book at the Ted talk, he has to buy them at full price. So, so he said like straight up, looked me in the eye and said, I would never do it again. Like if I'm yeah. going to publish, I'm going to self publish because mm-hmm. I want to control my content. I want to yeah. be able to take it where I go. So I was like, okay, I took his, his advice and I get it already and I get it in the world and I'm like, ah, oh. and then I said, I want, I want my local friends who support the Raven to be able to buy it at the Raven. And then I was like, Oh damn. I hit that crossroads. And I respect you so much Raven for not letting me sell my book there. <laughs> <laughs> Tough but fair. Yeah. Tough yeah. But fair. That's right. Well, you know, I, I, yeah. I, I guess it's something to think about for other stuff, projects on down the line. It's true. Yeah, and yeah. there are a few other self-publishing things that are a little, more expensive for the author and something. Yeah. So I'm like looking at that moving forward. And let me tell you, the audiobook thing, this is a whole new world. Right. I really would like to record it as an audiobook. I think it would lend itself well to that. Yeah. That yeah. was very complicated about like Audible and other things. And I thought, I am, I'm still sitting on it. I just, like, <laughs> I'm not, I just, ah, like I'm, I'm, I don't want to get too far in the room. Well, do I have the book for you? If you want to increase <laughs> your productivity and get that finished, I know yeah. just the author. Yes, uh, right. <laughs> but uh, bad news, you can't get it at the Raven. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Uh, well, that's uh, that's fascinating. Yeah, I, it's I'm, a whole thing. I'm so sorry. I, I feel like that's one of those, like, uh, I, I support all sides of this argument. I know. You know? As <laughs> um, do I. I'm like, I, as, a, as, a, as somebody who, like, would like to be able to take my books and... and and, and honestly, it's really hard to get picked up. You know, as an yep. author, it's really hard to get picked up by a major publisher. And so, you know, you go with the route that makes the most sense, that gets you the most clicks, and that gets you the most reputable spot and all the stuff. And then it's like, oh, my God, like that is you, – it's – it's. Um, do you remember that bird from Dr. Doolittle called the Push Me Pull You? Do you remember this? No. Oh my gosh, no. you guys. Okay. It was and it looked like an ostrich. Okay. But it had two heads pointing in opposite directions. So if one of if if it's if one of them was running forward, right, the other head was running backward. Right. And they would constantly fight each other about which direction to go. And that animal was called a push me pull you. And that when I was put when putting myself in this where do I want to be as a writer and a and a producer of of content that helps people and you want it to be marketable and you want to be out there but you also want to support local and I'm dear friends with one of the owners of the Raven for God's sake I'm like this is ridiculous yeah and I just I made I made the choice before I will say this I made the choice before I knew more about the specifically the Ravens rules like yeah. rules mm-hmm. yeah right but I don't know if that would have swayed me well, truth moment I don't know if it would have I got, it, it is that difficult like because you know that there's a portion of people who will grab it because it's the convenience of it being on Amazon. And if they had to do something more complicated, they would be like, ah, yes. maybe not. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I speak across the country and I mm-hmm. go to different conferences and I do all this stuff. And it's like to, to have the local presence that I want. But also when you're like, go to Ingram.com slash 
author page slash Stockham. It's yeah. like that. It looks, I don't know. It was, it was complicated. Yeah. But yeah. I think it just goes to show you that every choice you make is complicated when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? I, mean, yeah. I, I don't know much about the podcasting world, but I'm sure that there are things about that too with Apple versus Spotify versus Stitcher versus Wondery versus all these things and how much money they get and how much they do. And it's like, I, You'll go cross-eyed if you like. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely it's a it's a, a wild world. Um, you know, we've been we've been really lucky in that we've managed to um, keep our punk aesthetic. Um, mm-hmm. So we've got full creative control yeah. over our work. So um, metal. Yeah, no, it's totally metal. <laughs> so metal. Um, There's not a lot of money in it. No, <laughs> no. I mean, the odd beer here and there, and yeah. then, um, but actually, sometimes we were paying more than we were making. But you know, it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's it's fun. It's worth it. You know, it's, it's what you get into it for, you know, it's like, you didn't, I don't think write this book to become an award winning, uh, you no. know, famous Pulitzer prize winning author. It was to put your thoughts together in a way that could help other folks, you know, who didn't necessarily have the time to coach with you one-on-one and also to have something that when you went around to talk to people, you'd be I, like, if you like what I say, somebody said to me once, and this is for anyone who wants to be a coach, a consultant in any of this kind of work where, you need some sort of credibility, right? Because there's, I mean, if you go, if you're like, I want a productivity coach, you Google that, get out of here, right? There's a million people in the world. Mm. I was told once that your book is your business card. Gotcha. Right? Like, yeah. People are trying to figure that out. And I don't even know if that's what I want for myself. Yeah. But I liked the idea of having a voice about, like the, the way that I help people, the way that I approach this. And if you like this and you want my help, great. Right. That's, that's, and, and I put a lot of, I think me in that. I'm, I'm really flattered. The people who know me really well, who have read the book mm. have said like, is it weird that I hear your voice in my head and not mine? Mm. And I'm like, I love that. It makes me so happy. I don't know about people who don't know me. Yeah. Right. If they were hearing your voice in their head, <laughs> that may be a problem. <laughs> yeah. That might be something, a different book. Like a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I wanted that for this piece, right? Yeah. I think it's some of the other things that I put out there, it might not be as personal, but this one felt, it felt right for me to kind of put a little bit of a, like a wink in there. Footnotes, mm. just like, that book is so full of sarcastic footnotes, it makes me happy. Yeah. It's another thing that's really interesting about recording an audiobook is how do you put the footnotes in? That's a good question. Oh, and man. I, I've been did listening. David Foster Wallace ever record an audiobook? Because <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess that would answer the question of how. So, listeners, I want you to weigh in because I think I found, right, whatever, like and subscribe, whatever people do on podcasts. But I think I have found the way that I want to do it. I just listened to a great book. And it actually got me thinking, I was thinking about it again because you guys talked about it in one of your podcasts about you'll go crazy if you try to be a good person all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I just finished reading uh, how, what's it called? How to be perfect by Mike Shore, the, the oh, yeah. writer. Yeah. So he's the creator of the good place. He learned all this stuff about moral philosophy for the show. <laughs> and then he kind of like made a little primer on it and it's super fun. And I especially enjoyed listening to the audio production of it. He used actors from good place and blah, blah, blah. But he has sarcastic footnotes. I actually told one of my friends, I don't know if I liked the book or if I just liked that he writes like I like or that I write <laughs> and I felt vindicated and like validated right, by right, that. Right. But he had like a sound effect. So like when the footnote came in, it was like bing. And then when it was over, it was like bong. And I thought that could work. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I read one, I listened to one recently where the girl said like 
footnote before she said footnote <laughs> no, every time. Don't, and I was like, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. No. Right? No. It feels like maybe if you have three footnotes in your whole book, exactly. that's a way to like, yeah. let I people know like, for sure what's going on. But if it's a thing that's happening a lot, I'm pretty sure I have like oh, three man, per page. People are going to start lot. hating that woman whenever so, she uses <laughs> footnote. Right. Footnote. Uh, so I think I might try the bing bong situation, yeah. get a good like little sound effect going. But if Nothing you have listened the bing to bong that, situation. I really hope the title of this episode is the bing bong situation because <laughs> uh, you guys have nailed it there. You've oh, nailed it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, I, I don't like to tell people what to do, but everyone go out and buy this book and uh, and and tell then tell people you got it from the Raven. <laughs> that's almost that the so same good. thing. Uh, Actually, yeah. how about this? Buy my book on Amazon and then go to the Raven and buy two books from the Raven. There you go. Can we do there you that? go. Then we can like double the whammy. the Amazon carbon right. offset. Uh, uh, yeah, really yeah. Um, I, I'd recommend the Three Body Problem uh, as a book that I bought at the Raven. It was very good. Nothing to do with the productivity spectrum, mm-hmm. but um, you know, if you, if you come in with the productivity spectrum and the Three Body Problem on the same plane, people are going to think you are on to something. <laughs> So there you go. So what is the three body problem? Um, you know, I keep starting it and falling asleep. <laughs> I, 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 Buy that one. It sounds super uh, interesting. Yeah, day. yeah. No, I mean, can we talk about middle age? Uh, I used to read for 45 minutes to an hour every night before I went to bed. And now I uh, I Preach. watch a lot of TV. And But on the nights that I do decide to read, I go in, I start my, well, let's be honest, people, because we who are we going to lie to? I put my CPAP machine on so I get the little air shooting up my nose. Like, all right, so I got that going on. Trying to adjust to that. I'm reading a book, uh, and I make it about 10 minutes, and I fall asleep. Uh, yeah. Uh, so in my, in my middle age, I have started falling asleep before I'm actually asleep. If you guys ever have that happen, I uh, just really taught my husband's got the better stories than I do. I like to but, call that the dirty grandpa. Uh, but I had to stop reading before I would fall asleep because I, my brain would actually shut off. I would be awake. I would be reading. My husband says, you're sitting there turning pages. I would comment. But this is so brilliant. And then, like, the next day, I would have no recollection of reading it, and and so I have now I can only read like during the day. So I'm like I'm trying to like be better about. This is why I love audiobooks. I've been like putting them in my ears, and, like going on a walk, or like, while I do dishes or whatever. But yeah, I really do. Uh, I, I really do. Uh, I say with TV, right? We can't right. watch anything compelling uh, late at night because I I believe that I am awake. He believes that I am awake, and then. Then he realizes, like, oh, no, what episode? What <laughs> was that? We watched Wednesday. I don't know if you uh-huh, watched uh-huh. Wednesday. It was a fun little fun it's, little yarn. I've been meaning to, but it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's cute. cute. To there. It's cute. Cute is the word. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we have, this is a zero-spoiler story, I promise. But I was like, oh, yeah, we got through the second episode. Don't you remember? That's when this happened. And he was like, that was definitely at the end of the first eight minutes of the second episode. <laughs> and I thought we had watched the entire thing. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for episode three. Like, here we go. And he was like. You mean to say that that's the last thing you remember? Because we watched like 40 more minutes of that before we went to bed. <laughs> and I was literally commenting on it, the whole thing. So, Oh, my yeah, God. I, it's crazy. So are you asleep now? That's I, the question. Well, you know what? We'll find out tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and stay tuned for our next episode where we find out if, uh, <laughs> if Malia was asleep this whole episode. Yeah, I mean... Uh... I want this again. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. This is going to come back to haunt us. Oh, my God. 
This has been Double Deuce Podcast. If you thought the intro sounded bad, this outro sounds even worse. Thanks for listening. I don't know how you did, but if you're trying to listen to more, we're everywhere. Libsyn, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, fucking everywhere. That's right. Wherever fine podcasts are made, we'll be there. Also, you can reach out to us on social medias. We're at Double Deuce Pod on Twitter. We're at Double Deuce Podcast on Facebook. And our email is DoubleDeucePod at gmail.com. Finally, if you want to support us, get our Patreon on patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah we got all kinds of stuff on there we got me talking about things i'm seeing we got extra minis that like the minis you find in the decaduces we got will singing or if you want to pay for him not to sing there is a way to pay for no singing the world's your oyster all kinds of stuff all kinds of stuff so much stuff that's patreon.com backslash double deuce pod yeah yeah Sorry, when you're like, wherever fine podcasts are found, I just kept thinking about that Tom Jones speech at the end of Grapes Wrath. It's like, whatever, there's a cop beating on a fine podcast. We'll be there. <laughs> Double deuce. Good episode.